Hey guys, welcome to this catch up. It's thanks to Prezi. Prezi lets you send digital gift cards from major retailers instantly in just seconds. If you buy any gift card today at digitalgiftcards.com.au, you could win a $250 gift card. Permit number LTPM1601177. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Teaser C's apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Tonight, Nick Ennis is in as the Eels respond to the semi-Radradra situation. Mark Bosich will join us ahead of the FFA Cup final. And Tiger Woods is back, but has he given up on being the Tiger Woods of old? Welcome to the Rush Oh, Hour. how exciting. Another day of semi rad Rajra. Hello, Mick Ennis. Hello, Dan. Great to see you. Great to be back. I love this show, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to this last week for you. So I've got the call up. I'm back. You're like Bosnia. You're a shot of coffee. You're <laughs> 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 full of energy. Mate, you've been doing it for how long now? All, all year, day after day after day. We just blow in and get to do it, so yeah. it's lots I'm of fun I'm not exactly breaking rocks here, Mick. No. <laughs> I know I find things to whinge about. But we're not exactly doing hard labour. Uh, out of the darkness, often a little bit of light appears, and there's, there's, not, there's not much of a silver lining with that awful tragedy uh, with the Brazilian team and, and staff and journalists taken in that plane crash. But a couple of lovely things around that that just really showcase how good humanity can be. All of the Brazilian top flight teams um, have offered to loan players to the team for next season and also that the teams have asked the the local federation the Brazilian Football Confederation please don't um, take them down uh, relegate them. Wow. Jeez, yeah, yeah. end of a long we year. I can't them. even think of the we word relegate. Yep. But don't relegate them for three years. And that is it, brilliant. Isn't that beautiful? I know. Look, I know it's a very. It, you know, it doesn't bring the people back. Well, it's just a beautiful little thing that the clubs did. It's just a, and it's another testament to sport. You know, when when things go wrong in sport, that that people just rally together, and just to see that with the the community of the Brazilian Football League, to be able to do that is sensational. It was just a. A horrific accident. Not too much media, sort of uh, sport media, filters across through my wife. Mm. Doesn't interest her. And last night at about seven thirty, she said to me, "You got to see this. You should see what's what's just happened." And it was just horrific, absolutely horrific. Did you read the most awful account? So uh, the team, all but six people die, and then one of the survivors, a player, apparently rings his girlfriend on the hospital bed, says, "I'm okay." And then die shortly after. Now, can you imagine wow. the girlfriend? You, you know, you hear a plane crash. Yep. You can only assume the worst. Absolutely. Then you hear that news, and then you get a call. Short. That's that's horrific. That, that's a that, roller coaster. Yeah. No one can deal with. The other but, touching picture was the the vision of the three players that didn't make oh, the team sitting yeah. in the dressing room, empty dressing room. Oh, that would <laughs> eerie, very um, eerie. And the fans. This is another thing. Out of out of sort of tragedy, you, you learn how people around the world deal with it. This These are the Brazilian fans of this team, Chapecoense. They uh, went to the stadium. Can we play some of this, uh, Lock? And they are chanting they are chanting the players' names who passed. I'm not even sure if they knew they had passed well, at that stage. Isn't that moving? It's, um, it's similar. It sounds very similar to the situation back in England many, many years ago when the stadium Hillsborough collapsed at Hillsborough, doesn't it? 
And the lights are off here. People are holding candles. You can't even if you don't understand football. Certainly, most people would never have heard of this team. You can't help but not be not be moved. We no, must, no. We, you know, we must remember too that whilst the, obviously there's a lot of speculation around, you know, the, the football players that have passed away. There was the general public on there as well. Yeah, that, the, that it's just tragic. journalists, and, uh, yeah, support correct. staff. So, yeah, uh, a, a, a terrible, terrible accident. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll get. Let's deal with Semi in about two minutes, and then we can move on. But it is the story of the day, so we will deal with it. It's the rush hour here on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 133938. Tease the C's apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Triple M, it is the Rush Hour on a stormy Wednesday afternoon. Michael Ennis here with Dan Gunnan. Uh, Brisbane as well, you know that it's been and gone, but Sydney... Uh, not out of the woods yet. In Oh, jeez, I'm just looking at a radar here. Uh, this is great radio talking about what I'm looking at. But um, We need if, some rain. If you're on the F6, uh, be a little careful because it looks like it's going to sweep across and you're going to cop it at some point as well. Where's uh, the F6, Dan? Where, where well, that's the uh, Sydney to Wollongong. Ah, right. Yeah, well, hang on. In your glorious one that. year at St. George, yeah. you... Uh, <laughs> I probably would have travelled it many times. I didn't know it was the F6. Uh, there you how go. long? Oh, I think it's called something else now. Um, well, the, the listeners at home want to know where you're talking about, <laughs> Dan. Especially the, the Brisbane listeners not... going, what the hell yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> but anyway, now lots of Sydney still got a little bit to cop. Uh, that's uh, this afternoon. All right. Uh, Semi Rad Radra, uh, we're about to hear from his CEO at Parramatta, Bernie Gurr. Where do you stand on, on the whole thing? Not the domestic violence stuff. That'll be dealt with. He went to court today, had his passport revoked, essentially, and will face court on February 13. But away from that, and that'll be dealt with by the court, you've got a player who has been constantly in the news now for 18 months, is apparently off to Toulon next year. So where where, where are you at with, with Semi? My opinion with it, Dan, is it's as simple as this. I think Parramatta have had this conjecture as you said around them for 18 months now about um, you know Sammy Radradra and, and in fairness to Sammy he's had a rapid rise in the game so his value that he signed for 18 months or two years ago now would certainly have changed but it is what it is mm. uh, in terms of the, the contract situation now Parramatta have obviously had uh, a lot of turmoil with contracts over the last uh, 12 months and in fairness it's been an extremely difficult year for the Parramatta Eels from all aspects I'd imagine when the season finished and the and the final whistle went that Parramatta would have thought, you beauty, that season's done. We can roll on now into next year. Start again. Start fresh. It hasn't happened. You know, it's cricket season and we're having a press conference today from the CEO about player unrest again. Mm. And in my opinion, if Sammy Radraja, what's being reported, there's obviously an issue financially around the situation and they're saying that he's roughly on around 250000 for next year. Now, Sammy is probably worth um, around 400 plus to, to some sides, and that's probably what he wants to be paid. But it is what it is, and I think Parramatta do not want this dragging out through the season and want to get to the start of the season starting fresh. So, in my opinion, I think Parramatta need to turn around and say, we don't need this distraction. At this time last year, uh, we got Michael Jennings. So, with the way the contract situation is with the NRL at the moment, they can get any player. If, if a club's willing to let someone go, then Par- and Parramatta have got some money there to buy them, 
it can happen very quickly, as we saw with Jennings last year. If they let Rad Radra go, let him go to Toulon, let him do what he needs to do to get his money, they move on, they start with a clean slate, and they use that 250000 for someone that wants to be there, and they start the season with no issues. Yeah, because here's the problem. He faces court February 13. Every member of the media is going to be there with cameras and, fo- and, and, and uh, video cameras, the whole thing. It's going to be all in the new... That case doesn't end in that day. It's going to continue. You're going to have this too long saga. Yeah, but today doesn't end either. He goes to court today, and now there's already reports on the Daily Telegraph that the eels are in camp, and you can bet your quids the cameras are going to be up around exactly. camp, and they're trying to prepare for for the misery they had this year to, to move on. And, and let's be let's be honest, they were second or third on the competition ladder until they lost all their points. So there's a great roster there. And if it's one person, and unfortunately it's a situation around Sammy, if it's going to be the distraction that they don't need and he wants to move on, let him go. Cut him loose. And, and start fresh. And, and as I said, find someone that's willing to bust their backside for that 250000 Because who knows? 18 months ago, Jack Bird came to Cronulla, hadn't played a first-grade game, and now look at him. So who's to say there's not one of those sitting okay. in the Paris system or somewhere else that's looking for an opportunity? Even given he is perhaps their most explosive... I know he's a winger, but he's perhaps their most explosive game-breaker. Yeah, look at Melbourne. Melbourne lost Israel Folau. They lost Greg Inglis. They've still been successful. Yeah, but they had Cam Smith and yeah, but, Cooper yeah, Cronk. Yeah, well, Parramatta have got a really handy roster there too. You know, they've got guys like Bevan French that have come on. They've got, Fair um, you know, they've got Corey Norman there who yeah. was tremendous. He was the form player of the yeah. comp in the first 10 rounds last year. Um, they've got a really good roster there and, you know, they've obviously recruited. Do these things distract a team? Do they actually, I mean, we as media say, oh, that must be a distraction. I mean, players are so, uh, how do I, self-centred is not the word, but sort of narrow-minded. Does this stuff, this outside noise, does it actually affect the team? No, in, in terms of probably, um, at times it does, Dan, because you want to just turn up to training and you want to just prepare, but you, you, you roll into training and you're in a really good mood and you're pulling the car park and you see three or four cameras there. And then day after day after day, you kind of just... In the end, it wears you down a little bit and you mm. kind of just think, oh, well, I wish we didn't have this. I wish it was I wish it was another club. Mm. I wish it was someone else and we could just turn up here today and get through our training. All right, here's Parramatta CEO, Bernie Gurr. Let's be honest, there was some confusion around, around you know, how sick his dad was, but I think we're happy now that there was a that he was definitely sick and that it was justifiable on uh, compassionate grounds to let Sammy go home. Have you learnt any more about the Toulon contract? Uh, the reality is, I asked point blank to his manager, has he had an offer? Yes, he had. Had he signed a contract? No, he has not. Has there been any verbal commitment to go there outside of a signed contract? No, there is not. George Christodoulou, his manager, has been honest with us, and we have no reason to question what he's told us. You see, semi expected at the next training session? Yes. So he's expected now to be a fully participating member of our playing squad. Well, someone's telling a lie. There's porkies going on somewhere. So Dan. either Toulon's telling lies, and they have no reason to tell lies. There's nothing in it for them to reveal Rad Raja now, or in three months, or in six months. No, well, in fairness to them, a lot of people in France that that, that support, you know, the, the rugby over there probably don't know a lot about no. Sammy Rad Raja. So saying that he's coming, as you said, isn't going to sell extra memberships or, or whatever. So who knows? Somewhere there's a lie being told. This is the rush hour on Triple M. Thanks for joining us on this catch-up. It's thanks to Prezi Digital Gift Cards. This will become your festive season lifesaver. It makes it easy to buy for everyone on your list. So with Prezi, what you do, you buy a digital gift card. Major retailers are all there. Meyer, David Jones, JB Hi-Fi and more. 
So with these digital gift cards, you can have them sent instantly straight to your friend's phone or you can have them scheduled for later on. Great idea. So when you buy any gift card today at digitalgiftcards.com.au, you might win yourself an extra gift card worth $250. Ten of those to give away. Digitalgiftcards.com.au. Permit number LTPM 1601177. Yes, this show will be called Dead Set Legends next year. And as one of the elements of the Dead Set Legends is the list of grievances. Now, that's Richard Friedman's, and he owns that. But I think we can borrow that because, Mick, yeah. get something off your chest. There's something – you just saw something on the TV, and it turned your blood red. Yeah, I, I'm a father of four, and I'm regularly hassled uh, when I walk into a Rebel store or a Toys R Us for a pool toy, especially at this time of year. Now, the pool toys um, – are anywhere from on sale fifteen dollars to upwards of a hundred dollars. Now that's jumping castle stuff. Yeah, it takes a good half an hour to blow it up, and with my four kids, it lasts a quarter of the time in the pool. And I often, by the time it's hit the pool and they've jumped in and jumped on top of it, there's debris everywhere. <laughs> And I'm the one that's then got to turn around and clean it up. Are you blowing up about your kids or about the No, I'm blowing up about the product. I'm blowing up about pool toys. And they've asked Santa to bring some, so I dare say you'll bring a few more. So think of me over Christmas, Dan, that I'm when you're sunbaking on your lounge at Bondi Beach, I'm cleaning up. Can Santa buy Mama and Papa in as one of those pumps, the automatic pumps? got one. But I've hang on, like, you said it takes half an hour to blow mate, up. these things I'm talking are nearly <laughs> three, four metres long these days. They're not the little round floaty right. that you used to buy. Right. I'm talking half a walrus that fits in your pool. Can, can I Now, can, can I get something off my chest? Please do. Channel 9, can you please do something for me and every cricket fan and turn the stump mic down when Nathan Lyon is bowling? I am Now that Matthew Wade is back in the Australian team and it looks like he's going to be there for a while... I am so sick and tired of this. Nice, Gary. Catch! Nice, Gary, ball. Nice, Gary. I'm happy if... If blind bowls someone and we don't hear the sound of the wood being broken, I, that's a sacrifice I think every I asked viewer you this then. Did you, is happy to pay. Did you like the days of Gilly behind the stump saying, Bowling Shane? Not, I find this more annoying. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, this is the rush hour on Triple M. Now let's do this. Now on the rush hour, when coaches attack. Arizona Cardinals NFL coach Dennis Green. Four picks against Grossman and two fumbles. What do you see about the Bears? Uh, we shut them down that way. No, we. You know, I mean, we we just we, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I think that was a troll game. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Rush hour here on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Teaser C's apply.
The Triple M Rush Hour. All right, Triple M, this is The Rush Hour, third last show. Tomorrow we begin our top ten moments of the year. Sharks. Not number mm. one. Sharks. Not number one. <laughs> they're high, but they're not you, number one. Can I give the listeners a tip that there is a, there's some controversy around a couple of of your choices. I have seen the list, Dan, and there's, the there's going to be thing you said, where's Cronulla? I said, not number one, and you've just blown up a Garbage. Absolutely. It's one of the greatest things to happen in rugby league. Oh. Well, to 15 out of the 16 fan bases, they couldn't care less. Mate. The, the negative approach. It's Richard Freeman-like. <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah, Saturday morning, mate, it's just rubbing off on you at the wrong time of year. What? It's the Christmas spirit, I mate. love the story, but we're talking worldwide. <laughs> no, I agree. It's high. I it's in the top it three. Well, there you go. I'm going to stitch you up here. Get ready for this. Let's do this. This week, the Rinai B26 Continuous Blow Hot Water System on sale for $799. Half price. Visit abltilecentre.com.au. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Live. How cheap is your pump that it takes half an hour to pump up a float? (laughs) (sighs) Well, mate, I'm I'm open. If there's someone in a caravan or uh, uh, an outdoor world that wants to send me a uh, (laughs) a new pump, I certainly need one. F1 legend Jackie Stewart has slammed Lewis Hamilton's diva-like behaviour at the Abu Dhabi GP. Now, this only works if it's done in Jackie's Scottish accent. I can't do it, so... Uh, this is a carver. In the voice of Jackie Stewart, here's Michael Ennis. He said, I think there'll be a little ballerina. Now, I'm sorry, but when we are paid between 20 and 30 million pounds a year, you are told to do something, you have got to do it. I don't care who you are. Thank you, thank you, Arnie. <laughs> Brilliant. That, Awful. That's I not how you make pottage. Oh, that is a carve-up. Uh, <laughs> I lo- but I think he can be a little ballerina. What a great line. <laughs> uh, we are on the midst of yet another Tiger Woods comeback. You know, he's 40 now, 41 in a couple of weeks. He returns in his own tournament in the Bahamas, which only has 18 players. I want to play this for you, Mick. Does this sound a player... Does this sound like the old Tiger? Does this sound like a player ready to become a champion again? Basically, I'm setting up phase two of my life. I, I call it phase two because I can't play this game, you know, for forever at a, at a competitive high level. Would I love to? Yes. Guys have played into their 70s and 80s, but they're not competing at a world-class level. They're not playing, you know, 20-plus events, and they're not playing that ranked in the top 10 in the world. But you can still play golf for a lifetime. And I, I want to play golf for a lifetime, but also I know I can't compete out here for a lifetime. No, no, no. It sounds like a guy that has got his first phase of life where he was the best golfer in the world by 20-odd lengths. But now he's happy and he just wants to get back and play good golf. Not no, great golf. That's not Tiger. No, it wasn't a motivated, I'm hungry, I'm going to win, no one will get near me, Tiger Woods. It was, if I can just knock around with Nick Faldo and... And, and yeah. play with some blokes that I've played with for a few years and have a schooner in the clubhouse and, and knock an even par, I'll be happy. Uh, can you guess what his ranking is? Ballpark? No. 898 in the world. He'll get back to uh, under 100. He'll be in, he'll be in the top. I reckon he's he will. He was pretty awful the last, the last comeback. He was way off the pace. And mixed reporting regarding Jared Mullen. His team's website says he's back on track after a hamstring injury and is due to return to team training this week. So that's positive. But the Fairfax website suggests he's no certainty of making the start of the season. And he's actually quoted in that story. So I'm not sure which one to believe. I tend to think maybe the Knights one might be... Well, who knows? We wait and see. But um, 
Not a good sign the blokes had another hamstring injury. No, it's terrible. And obviously, you know, for Trent Hodkinson too, who wants to build a, a halves combination, I really feel for Jared so much potential there and just these poor hamstrings of his have given him so much trouble in the last 18 months. Uh, oh, and here's a wonderful tweet for me, and thank you, Ian. Mate, a wicket keeper is supposed to be vocal, not like a deaf person like Neville. Uh, well, Ian, I'm happy for him to be as vocal as he wants. Just turn the mic down. Let oh. Wade go berserk and pump up Gary Lyon. Yeah, can I just say, Ian, you know, I'm hearing you, mate. I, I love the worn days, and I'm, I'm enjoying Matthew Wade, and I just we've, we've got <laughs> a bloke here at the moment that's just turn the mic. been down. working a, a long year, and he's just looking forward to his holiday. <laughs> I'm on for another two weeks with this bloody cricket show. Well, there you go. They might be saying <laughs> bowling, Dan. <laughs> I don't like you when you're fresh. This is the rush hour at Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 133938. Teaser C's apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour. Big night tonight, Mick, because it's the FFA Cup final. Melbourne City, Tim Cahill's team versus Sydney FC down there in, um, in Melbourne. Hopefully they get a big crowd. They should get a big crowd and a bit of uh, silverware. Uh, up for grabs. Now, this is the tournament where the uh, Park teams are involved and Canberra made it through. Canberra United made it through to the semis. But we get to the, the, the big game and the big and, and the two big clubs make it through. But we're about to speak to Mark Bosnich. I wasn't aware of this, Mick Ennis. And hello to you, Boz. Is it true you were a key guest speaker just before the Sharks Premiership win? Uh, no, not before the Premiership win, but I was at the beginning of last season. But I've taken credit for it. Don't worry about that. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Technically, you are you okay? It was eighteen months earlier. Yeah. Didn't you start that season zero and four, Mick? Yes, yeah, they did. We came good. We won, we, I mean, we, we won a few straight there, didn't we, Bozza? Yes, we did. They, they went on a roll. I actually prepared them for that during the speech. I actually told them, look, things might not go as you know to plan at the start, but just remember, it's how you finish not how you start, which is important. And, and they come through. Now, before we get to tonight's game, I know you wanted to say something about the yeah. awful situation in Brazil. I just, at the top of the show, mentioned, I thought it was absolutely wonderful that every other Brazilian club bandied together, immediately said, well, we, we can loan you our players and please do not kick this team out for three years. I thought it was genuine and it was so quick and heartfelt. I, I know it was. It, it's only a very thin silver lining on what, what's a shocking situation. It is, and, and I was really heartened as well from the whole of world of sport, really. Um, uh, it was absolutely fantastic reaction on social media. And we just want to say, because there were some journalists who, who unfortunately lost their mm-hmm. lives, that everybody here at Fox Sports, we send our condolences and sympathies to all the victims and the family of the Chapo Coezi uh, side. Um, it was terrible, terrible news for, for all of us, and there'll be a minute's silence. Uh, before the game tonight um, in respect of those people who unfortunately lost their lives. That's very good. Um, how seriously are these teams taking it? Now, there's a big trophy up for grabs. Well, what I mean by that question is, did they rest players in, in the weekend leading up? Have they basically geared towards this night? I think they have. And not only rested players, but by their both performances, Sydney's and Melbourne City's, I mean, um, they obviously had one eye on this final. It's very, very important for both sides, I would say, for similar reasons. Um uh, Sydney haven't won a trophy for six years and you know KPIs which everybody harps on about really for managers is quite simple you win major trophies this is one of the three major trophies of the season um, you know going into the rest of the season I, I think it would be vitally important for any of these teams um, to put one over the other because I believe that these two teams will, will be battling it out uh, come finals time as well Yeah Mark where do you think it'll be won tonight I mean obviously you've got 
you know, so much riding around Melbourne mm. City. Uh, they haven't won. They don't have any silverware. Mm. And then you've got uh, Sydney FC at the moment who haven't lost a game all season. Yeah. Uh, it, it's obviously two hot teams tonight. Where do you think it'll be won? Well, that's a, that's a really good question, Michael. And, and look, I've got a saying for big games that, that I, I learned in, in my career. It's basically saying men and moments. And it'll be specific moments during the game um, that will involve men. Um, one against one pretty much all the time. And whoever comes out on those battles, whether it be a great save from a goalkeeper, a wonderful strike from a striker, a great bit of defending. Whoever wins those battles, cumulatively, in my opinion, will go on to win the game. Just quickly, Boz, before we go, there were two reports today. One about a Hobart team starting to push for A-League and, and, and also Brisbane strikers moving out to Ipswich. How realistic, particularly the, the Brisbane strikers option, how yeah. realistic are those things to actually coming to pass? Well, they, they are very realistic. There will definitely be two teams. I, I, me, personally, I'd be really bold and, and, uh, and dare and, and actually accept four teams. Um, because there's so many people who want to join the A-League. I mean, I'm a great proponent of promotion relegation, but um, that's obviously going to come a little bit later. So I'd give these all these teams an opportunity. So I'd be talking Wollongong as well, Canberra. Tasmania, I think, definitely should be, you know, be allowed to be the first professional, uh, like, basically, sporting side yeah. from Tasmania. And, you know, you have to think to yourself, you know, if you're a kid growing up in Tasmania, what a wonderful thing that would be to know you wouldn't have to, you know, leave and come to the mainland to play to play football. So... I would definitely include them. Um, and, and so far as the others, that would be obviously up to the powers that be. But for me, I would be really bold and go for it and let four teams come in. All right. We better let you go, Boz. You're on Fox Sports tonight, of course. What channel? What time? Fox Sports 4, 7 o'clock on air, 7.30 kickoff. Um, that's channel 505, and it's the Eastern Daylight Time that's for right. everyone. I was going to say an hour early for Brisbane. And give us a prediction. I'm going for Sydney after extra time, 2-1. Ooh, okay. Oh, nice. That would be a hell of a game if it works out like that. There you go. Boz, this might be the last time we speak to you this year, mate. So happy uh, Merry Christmas to you and to the family, and uh, we'll certainly talk to you early next year. Thank you so much, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Take care. Take care, Mike. See you, mate. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. By the way, uh, Seven has broken a story about a Sydney club breaking the salary cap in the NRL. We'll have that next. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. T's and C's apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. And a special hello. I just got a text from Gordon Tallis. Haven't heard from him for three months. How are you, Gordy? In Townsville, walk into my best mate's place and he's listening to bloody you boys. Well, Gordy, what mate. What do you mean uh, bloody you boys? What's the. Gordy, the man has style. I often send Dan to text and get bugger all back and definitely no plug. So, mate, you're certainly one of the favourites, mate. He must be missing you. So we say a big hello to your big fella up there. His shirt off in the Townsville weather. He'd be loving it up there. Mick sent me a text once. (laughs) We're about to announce the end of a 19-year show. We're in the song. I'm trying to work out how do we do this? How do we gently break the news? He sends me a text about how good the first segment of the show is. I forget because I'm thinking about breaking the news of this show and he's still pissed off. <laughs> Get over it, Mike. This week, the Rinnai B26 Continuous Flow Hot Water System on sale for $799. Half price. Visit abltilecentre.com.au Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Live sports update. What about you bringing off-air stuff on here? Who did you learn that from? <laughs> the Gold Coast Suns are not buying into what seems to be quite obvious that Gary Ablett is almost certainly going to leave at the end of next season. He gave up the captaincy and reports he wants to go back to Geelong will not go away. However, Suns chairman Tony Cochran says it's all a media build-up, a beat-up. 
It's been a funny one, Dan, hasn't it? The Abbott situation. He was such a great player there at, at Geelong, and I think the move for for him to go to the Gold Coast has been probably obviously great for him financially and, and great for their club in terms of having that sort of player. But in terms of what he could have achieved uh, in terms of his career, I know he achieved a lot in that period at Geelong. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just... I, I, I'm disappointed that I didn't get to see that that real successful period continue with Ablett. We well, imagine he would have joined Gold Coast going, okay, the first year is going to be terrible. The second year is probably going to be not as terrible. But then it's going to start, and it sort of started that way, and then it yeah, fell in a heap. It hasn't done what GWS And he sees Geelong, final, consistent finals team, yeah. uh, team. So you understand why he'd want to go back. Matthew Delavadova has had a very sweet win with his new club, the Milwaukee Bucks, upsetting the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Wallaby's flanker Dean Mum has avoided a suspension for that lifting tackle over the weekend. So he will play against England. That was a scoreboard and a sports update for the ABL Thailand Bathroom Centre. Right, let's get to this story that has broken on Channel 7 News in Sydney. Josh Massoud. The Bulldogs have always been renowned for big-name signings, but this off-season they've been very, very quiet on the recruitment market, and I can tell you why. A few months ago, the club actually discovered it was over the salary cap for the 2017 season. Now, the original figure I was given was $160,000. I spoke to Bulldogs CEO Raylene Castle today, and she was confident that it would be under $100,000 by the time the final numbers were crunched in a few weeks' time. Nonetheless, it was dramatic enough for the Bulldogs to self-report to the NRL, a rare act of transparency in rugby league these days, and that will probably save them from a harsh penalty such as the loss of competition points. It's now likely they'll be fined an equal amount to the breach. Uh, he must be referring to, Josh, to 2016, because 2017, obviously, the season hasn't started, so you can be over and then somehow work your magic and back-end yeah, yeah. contracts. So he must, be, he must be referring to 2016, that they're over by 100. Uh, this was one of the great inconsistencies of the NRL that quite often clubs do this and then get fined, as he said, the requisite amount. So yeah, it doesn't well, it, hundred thousand they will not look at as systematic cheating. They'll say, well, that's just poor, poor management. Yeah, no, I, you're spot on, Dan. From my understanding, I don't know if this is gospel, but I think you're spot on. You can have the a roster that's well and truly over the salary cap uh, over the summer, but come kick off, as yeah. long as you're under, it's it's play on. So. Yeah, I, I, it's a it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting scenario the old NRL salary cap. But anyway, the Bulldogs have, have got on the front foot and and done things so to speak the the right way when they knew they were in a bit of trouble and see where it turns out. Every season, there's a number of clubs that, that break the cap. You know, often they don't calculate certain players are going to get reach, bonuses, get bonuses, play rep football, reach certain goals. That's right. So that's that. That's where they can lose their way. If it kept happening year after year after year, then the NRL would look at it and go, hang on, this is starting to become systematic. But I don't think that'll be much of a problem. They can afford the 100000 fine that's probably coming their way. Now, Mick, you're an ideas man. Yes. What is your idea to fix junior cricket in this country? So my, my thoughts, Dan, is uh, my my sons play cricket. And for that uh, under six to under eights, it's great. You've you got your two or two and a bit hours and you're in as a mum and dad. And they away they go. They all get a, get a bat um, over a two-week period and get a bowl. But it's a, it's... It's a tra- traditional style cricket, and and I Still understand doing the that. Two weeks, and I yeah, they are, and and it's very difficult on a on a week off. You know, when you get there and your your son really doesn't do a lot for that time. I would love to see, to cut a long story short, uh, between October and December, uh, the traditional style of cricket, two weeks, uh, the two over the two weeks, the Test style um, cricket, and then when we come back in January uh, and the big bash is on, you go into the under 20s uh, the 2020 style cricket where you come in at 9 o'clock in the morning you're done by 10.30 everyone gets a bat everyone gets a bowl and they just go hell for leather 
You have an ideas, man. Oh, mate, I think it's, I think there's some merit. I think they'd get far more registrations and people playing cricket. Listen to you. There you go. NRL CEO, here we go. <laughs> Thank you, Mick. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Ugly Phil next. Here we go. Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. T's and C's apply. The Triple M Rush Hour.